The following podcast may contain adult language and conversations revolving around situations not suitable for immature audiences. Spoilers and general political incorrectness can often be expected, so listener discretion is advised. They must be destroyed on sight! Guys, welcome back to another episode of They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, a movie podcast. This is intermission number two. Uh, like I said last week, um, taking a couple weeks off, it's a little small hiatus. We should be back to our regularly scheduled programming here very soon, hopefully next week, where we continue our sex comedy series. But for this week, I'm just going to cover a few little topics, just a little stopgap to hold any constant listeners we have out there, um, give them a little something to listen to, even if it's just me droning on for half an hour about nonsense. So we're going to start off here with some viewer, or viewer, listener comments. Um, we have one from Bylog, who says he's looking forward to our slasher film series, and it's right up his alley. He's also looking forward to the Revenge of the Nerds podcast, although being as un-PC as he is, He'll be sure he'll be disagreeing with Daniel a lot on on point on a lot of points. Um, hey, that's fine. We are not interested in preaching to a choir. We're not interested in having a bunch of uh, hapless sycophants and yes men to sort of uh, bolstering up our own opinions. So if you have a contrary opinion to something we say uh, in one of our podcasts, please give it back to us. We want positive and negative comments, as long as it's constructive, you know, as long as it's not just fuck you. We, we definitely welcome any sort of uh, counter analysis, arguments, opinions on film. Uh, that's what this is all about, talking about film, right? Next we have from Corey Carr from uh, Slaughter Film, and this is in reference to the Chuck Norris films I've been watching on Netflix as of late. He says he also appreciates Chuck Norris films more then he can say they're uh, genuinely good. Another of his that walks a fine line between action detective story and slasher monster movie is Silent Rage. And that's interesting. I had actually never heard of that one. So I did a little a little uh, looking up here on the old Wikipedia just to see what this was about. And he was right. I had no idea that um, Chuck Norris had actually done like a real legit kind of sci-fi horror kind of uh, thing. Uh, apparently a he captures a killer, shoots him, and they do tests on him and make him some sort of superhuman monster from the looks of things, and it looks really interesting. I'm actually going to uh, have to find this one and, and watch it. Um, it's got Ron Silver. It's got <laughs> it's got Stephen First uh, from Animal House in it, and it says there it was even remade in 2009 as Indestructible. Interesting, very interesting. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, they only have like a handful of Chuck Norris films on uh, Netflix right, right now. I think they had a few others before, uh, but they've since uh, sort of taken some of them off, I guess. But yeah, okay, that sounds interesting. That sounds like um, it delivers where the hero and the terror kind of failed. Um, I notice now the big push for movies on um, Netflix this month, uh, as far as action films go, they got a bunch of Jet Li films, so... I might look into some of those as well. 
looks like his actual good films, not his garbage he did uh, over here. So that's really cool. Okay, thanks for the comments, guys. We're going to move over to a little segment now that I'm going to do for these, uh, just to uh, add a little beef to the to the time. Um, I mean, no one wants to listen to a 10-minute podcast, do they? At least try to beef it out to about uh, half an hour. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to go back into my little bit of um, little bit of archives I have. I have tons of written movie reviews, and I used to actively post on a blog. I still have a blog up called the Hoagley Film Journal on Blogspot, but I don't really post reviews on there anymore. Um, I always intend to get back to it, but I just don't have the time. But um, one incarnation or another, um, I had upwards of hundreds of reviews on it, and I just want to go back into some of the some of the uh, reviews, because I've got them all saved on a text file here. And um, yeah, I'm going to go into a couple of them. Just uh, I'm, I'm essentially picking reviews that were of crappy movies. That's what I'm picking here. I'm not picking my glowing reviews of Dawn of the Dead or something like that, okay? So, uh, I got two movies for us uh, today. Um, essentially, consider this like a public service warning. And these are usually, usually a lot of these are like direct-to-video kind of stuff, so. Okay, we're going to start with The Bleeding from 2009, starring Michael Mathis, Michael Madsen, Vinnie Jones, Armando Sante, DMX, Catherine Von Drakenberg, who is Kat Von D., the uh, tattooed girl um, has that stupid show about tattoos. Uh, at least she did have that show. And Rachel Lay, uh, who is a UFC ring girl, or at least she was. Um, this is directed by Charlie Pisserni, I guess. Pickerni, Pisserni, I don't know. Um, so anyway, here's here's what I said about this film. What is the plot of this film? I really couldn't say for sure. It's loosely a very low-rent blade and Fast and the Furious ripoff with vampires and guns and vampire hunting starring Michael Mathis as vampire hunter Sean Black. He's perhaps the worst possible choice for a lead actor in a direct-to-video action film one could hope to find. He is the living embodiment of what would happen if Vin Diesel suffered massive brain damage in an accident and had to work on low-budget films to pay off the medical bills. The only thing I can think of that got him the job is that he held the director's family hostage somewhere in Mexico and was mailing their fingers to him one by one until his demands were met. Actually, I guess he's producer on this film, so there you go. It wasn't his horrible lack of acting talent that got him the gig, that's for sure. Said lack of talent is highlighted by a horribly written story with crappy characters, bad effects, shitty editing, and a plot that may very well make sense, but I'm hard-pressed to believe anyone could stand watching closely enough to understand it. Guys like Vinnie Jones as King of the Vampires and Michael Madsen as a gun-toting priest can't even begin to carry this film. I think Armand Sante has just given up on acting and life in general. I wish DMX would. The female leads do no better. Rachel A. is a UFC ring girl. Not that that would mean she's automatically a horrible actress, but yeah, I don't see a future for her in film unless she's willing to get naked. As for Kat Von D., well... I don't even want to see her naked, and she should be lasered off this DVD like an unwanted tattoo. Avoid. Abort. And the second movie, and this is another one of Michael Madsen in it, by the way. Uh, that, that might be a recurring theme as well. Uh, it's Terror Trap from 2010, starring Michael Madsen, David James Elliott, Jeff Fahey, Heather Marie Marston, Andrew Sensing, Lacey Minchu, Matt Triplett, 
and Mark D. Alessandro and Danny Cosmo, directed by Dan Car Garcia. Um, and here's what I had to write about this film. Have you seen Vacancy? Have you seen the directed video Vacancy 2, The First Cut? Then you've seen this film already. A shameless and disjointed ripoff that makes most of the torture porn hostile ripoffs look like original masterpieces. And of course, Vacancy was a bit of a torture porn and a hostile ripoff itself, wasn't it? Well, if this is its own subgenre now, motel por torture porn, I guess, then Vacancy is hostile, and this is somewhere at the tail end of the Saw series. But hey, we get Michael Madsen in this for five seconds as the owner of a capture-and-kill motel setup where innocent victims are trapped at the motel and killed for sick fucks, observing via two-way mirrors. Jeff Fahey is the only shining light here, making most of his scene-chewing psycho cop who rounds up victims and keeps the motel protected from the law and any other peeping eyes. He's essentially playing R. Lee Emery's character from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Beginning from 2006. I can forgive that ripoff though because Fahey is fucking awesome. Michael Madsen, when did you stop giving a shit? Avoid abort. Okay, um, so when I do these uh, sort of intermission casts, I want to know, do you want to see more of this stuff? from my old archives, uh, if you're interested, just, uh, me ripping on really bad movies, and you find that enjoyable, then let me know, and I'll try to include more as we go along, and if you don't like it, tell me, and I'll probably cut them out, or I might just keep doing them, because I'm a bit of a prick that way. This is Walter Solchek, and when I'm not bowling, looking after my ex-wife's Pomeranian, or complaining about the Vietnam War and how important it was to me, I'm listening to They Must Be Destroyed On Sight, a movie podcast. Am I the only one who gives a shit about the rules around here anymore? Alright, so now we're going to move on to Fury Road. Um, I just wanted to say a few uh, words about that film, Mad Max Fury Road. Watched it uh, twice now this week. Very, very awesome, mind-blowing film. I'm not going to give you a full review here, but um, I will look at uh, my written review on Letterboxd and just give you a couple little excerpts from that. I say how I expected the worst, but somehow the movie gods saw fit to allow George Miller free reign to fuck our collective mind vaginas with a non-stop action film that doesn't bother with too much exposition, deeper messages, or an excess of CGI. And don't take that to be that there are no messages in it. There's definitely uh, elements of uh, religious dogma, feminism. There's just a general sort of humanistic message in it as well. I don't think it's particularly overtly political in any in any way. Hammering on your head that a this is a this is a feminist movie. This is an anti-religion movie. This is you know uh, a human rights movie. It's more just a really great action movie that leaves itself open-ended and lets the viewer decide what they want to basically take from it, and I think the best movies do that. About 80% of it is actually practical effects. Uh, when I first watched the trailer, I expected it to be all CGI. Uh, it looked like it was all CGI to me, or mostly CGI, but uh, from what I've learned, 80% is practical effects, mostly stunt work, uh, a little bit of CGI uh, to sweeten up some of it, but other than that, just balls to the wall insane. I have never seen action sequences quite as good as this. Uh, George Miller, I don't know how he storyboards this stuff. Um, if he does it in his head or if he does it on actual storyboards, either way, I don't 
know how it makes sense. Um, but when you actually see it on the screen, it does make sense. And from what I hear, Tom Hardy, uh, who plays Mad Max in this uh, in this film, he apparently had trouble even uh, understanding half the time what he was doing in the film. Uh, and he actually, I guess he had some conflict uh, between him and George Miller from time to time, but he actually publicly apologized after watching the film because when you look at it all up there on screen, visually it all makes sense, and goddamn does it look good. It looks so great. Um, and it is a good film as far as portraying all the characters uh, fairly realistically, uh, especially in, given the world they find themselves in. Um, you've got equally female and male characters on a strong footing, and they're not all just one-note nothings. and They're not just um, political bullhorns to be uh, drummed drummed out uh, to, to people. Um, very, very cool. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably do a proper review of this at some point where we just go into nauseating details of just everything that's going on in the film, but uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It, it lives up and exceeds all the hype it's been getting, and I'm happy to say I was pleasantly surprised about how damn good it was, because I was expecting it to suck, quite frankly, but um, somehow George Miller managed to make a film that does not seem to have any studio tampering, at least none that you see on the screen. There's no uh, stupid tacked-on... Um, romance angles, like uh, in the last Avengers film. You know, it, it just, it's not really full of exposition, just sort of uh, weighing it down. It's very much just one, one big chase with a couple little breathers, but that's about it. And uh, as far as a pure action film goes, it's great. It reminds me of uh, The Raid 2. It reminds me of Judge, uh, not Judge Dredd, but Dredd from a couple years back, which uh, basically just throws you right into the action and um, it's great. I also love that Mad Max is not necessarily a central character in the story. He's an equal part of a unit of main protagonists trying to uh, get away from this crazy motherfucking warlord and his army of uh, brainwashed uh, zealots. So definitely worth checking out. If you had any trepidation, uh, don't. Go and see it. I only wish I could have saw it on the big screen instead of finding a shitty uh, ripped copy on uh, the old internet, you know, or a cam copy or wherever the fuck it was I saw in Put Locker. Uh, but even the, even with the shitty quality that I saw in Put Locker, I still watched it twice because it was that damn good. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. I want to know what you guys think. I want to have some feedback. Um, I want ideas for Slasher Film Month. Now, me and Paul have been sort of just barely touching the surface of deciding what we want to do for Slasher Film Month. Uh, basically, we want to know what films you guys want to see. Um, we are going to pick out some films that we want to do, of course, but uh, looking for suggestions, because we don't want to just do the same films everyone does. Um, get, throw, a, throw a couple oddball slashers there that we might be able to find and do. Uh, it'd be helpful if they are ones that are readily available on YouTube. That way both Paul and I can both see them. Or uh, ones that we have in our collections. And we do have extensive collections, by the way, so just throw anything out there and we'll see if we can find it. Um, you can make a whole list of slasher films that you want to see. Uh, obscure slasher films, most welcome. Because we don't want to just do 
all the Friday the 13th or all the Halloweens or some bullshit like that. Um, there's plenty of other podcasts that have done that, and they've done a much better, more extensive job than we could ever hope to do. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll do maybe one of the Friday the 13th. We might do Halloween. Um, we might do Just Before Dawn. Um, maybe The Prowler or something like that, but uh, throw some other ones at us. Uh, what do you want to see us do? And uh, you got plenty of time to uh, send in uh, ideas, and I'll keep reminding you every podcast for people who might miss this one. And, yeah, we are planning on doing the series in August. That'll be our ne- next big series after we finish off the ESX comedies. So, um, whatever you guys want to see, we're open to... Uh, adding a few of those if uh, we think it would be a good addition to the series so let us know and also throw us some movie god uh, if you've been listening to the last few episodes you know we've been playing a game uh, that Daniel suggested which was really cool called movie god and basically uh, you give someone two things two actors two directors two movies two soundtracks um, two composers you know something movie related and that person has to get rid of one of them, erase them from the timeline. And what happens if that person, that movie, that script, whatever, never happened? How does that affect everything that comes after it? And it's a really cool game. I'm really enjoying it. And we want to see you guys throw some of those at us, too. Um, give us some uh, ideas. Give us a couple actors. Give us a couple films that you think would uh, maybe give us a hard time trying to answer. Uh, the, the harder the better, actually. So we have to actually think it out and talk about it and discuss it. And it just, you know, it's more movie discussion, it's more fun. And, yeah. Uh, look forward, I'm going to remind people to do that too, every every episode from now on. So, uh, okay guys, I think we're going to cut it here. Uh, thanks for listening to me just ramble on about bullshit yet again. I hope this wasn't too long and too boring for you. Um, I don't know when I'm going to do another one of these. Uh, I'm going to try to throw a couple of these in more often now, just for the hell of it. I'm trying to get more used to doing some of these on my own, so I can, uh, whenever I have a few thoughts in my head, I can just record and, and do one instead of having to uh, work around schedules of uh, of Paul and Dan, which can be a little daunting at times, because, hey, we all, we all actually have lives. So, you know, so, yeah. Okay, guys, uh, you can find us uh, with all of our contact information on the trailer that's going to follow here, and we should be back next week with some more sex comedies. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Now to pause and refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand in the lobby with buttered popcorn, golden good and hot from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich with a flavor treat for every taste, ice cream and other good things to eat, plus delicious Coca-Cola. 
so bright and bracing with the tang and tingle unmatched by any other beverage. Enjoy ice-cold Coca-Cola at our refreshment stand right now. Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. For our other episodes, links to Daniel, Paul, and Lee's other stuff, and links to some great podcasts of similar interest, visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. There you can leave us comments on the site or directly email us. We listen and respond to everything. Thank you. Drive through. <laughs>